0: I guess it's on. I'll just wait for a few people to come online. Yes, we have a few of you coming online. Wow, okay, Vaseem is also online and he has sent in the request, but uh, before uh, uh, I add him on, uh, just a quick thing hi everybody hope everybody is doing well uh, so today's live is going to focus on uh, hi hi everybody today's live is going to kind of focus upon uh, the field of exhibition and space design and about spatial experiences and uh, we the guest that we have today Vaseem uh, Khan he more than being a mentor to me he is uh uh, graduate of NID, one of the first, uh, uh, he graduated in 2002 and then now he's a director of uh, Lemon Design, Private Limited, which operates out of Pune. He is a leading uh, museum designer in the country, having done a couple of museums already. And uh, well, I think uh, more of it we will do in the Gup shop and the chat that we have with him uh, moving forward and uh okay let's see if he is on yes just one second okay so while i try to get him on uh, who am I? I'm uh, I am Vivek. I am also an alumni from NID. I graduated in 2010 exhibit, uh, and I studied exhibition and space design. have been practicing since. Uh, it's been about seven years that I have been practicing and doing, uh, running my own studio. But before that, I was working under Vaseem Khan and with Vaseem, so there is a lot uh, that we can chat up over here and that is what we are excited about. But that is if I am able to get him online. One second. I, I see a lot of friends joining in. Hi, everybody. Okay. Sorry. One sec. Okay. Yeah. We are waiting for our to join in. Hi, Vaseem. Hi. Hi. We have you on board. Okay, I, I believe everybody yeah, I, I, can hear us. And uh, yes, he should be around. Yes, he is. He is. Hi. And Hi. Uh, so yeah. Hello. How are you doing, Vaseem?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Uh, a little nervous though, obviously. Uh, I'm I'm am I'm a more tactile person. So uh, you know, talking to people on the uh, video chats. I've been doing that a lot in the last three months, but. Uh, ah. I am not too much of a you know a phone person anyways so you know this yeah. is a little uh, uh, yeah yeah I mean it's a little nerve wracking now uh, but I think I'll get used to it uh, maybe five uh, minutes down the line Quick learner.
0: yeah I I yeah. guess so I'll just take those uh, two three minutes to kind of for uh, <clears throat> a lot of people who've just joined in uh, we also have bounty online now and uh, so for a, for everybody who's just joined in guys we are today having our baateh session with uh, Basim Khan and uh, Bate has very graciously uh, inv- uh, uh, asked me Basim? about it and I I, I was quite excited to be chatting with Vaseem because, uh, well, uh, yes, that's, that's the first place that I started working at after and before even graduating. That's the place I did my internship uh, with him and uh, then I think it's just going to be something that we're going to chat up about. So, Vaseem, Let's talk about. Uh, let's start with with an ID. I think. Yep. How, how, a, yeah. Al- how how from Allahabad
1: to an ID? Okay. Uh, let me let me take you a little further back down the line um, in history. Uh, I belong to Allahabad, but I've never really stayed there. So okay. uh, you know, people think that I'm from Allahabad because I, I'm as tall as Amitabh Bachchan, and everybody just correlates that to me being <laughs> from Allahabad. <laughs> But uh, that's as much of a connection I have with Allahabad. But uh, that's my ancestral place. So that's the place that I used to go during my uh, vacations and nothing much more than that. Uh, I grew up in a small town called Jamshedpur. Uh, A beautiful place. Uh, I mean, uh, it's small, but, you know, uh, it kind of uh, ruined my impression of the rest of the world when I was a child. Because I thought everybody, every place that I would go to next would be as beautiful and as... as, uh, planned and disciplined and organized at the little town that I stayed in. And to my surprise, the next place I moved from Jamshedpur, after my 10th standard, uh, I landed up in Delhi. So that wow, that, okay. that change was uh, quite a, a big change for me. So I did my 10th from uh, Jamshedpur, from a small town. And I and, and had a very, very normal, standard, basic childhood. Uh, limited exposure to things. And, you know, I grew up, obviously... Uh, Thinking that I would also have to become an engineer, like most of our stories. Uh, that's not new. we grew up in a time where there was there were very few disciplines that you could actually kind of you know uh, get into, and sometimes when you are decent at studies, you know you have a very different uh, kind of uh, life that people think for you. So uh, yeah. I was great at math. I was great at maths. I was great at science, and uh, that actually unfortunately became a demerit in, uh, uh Having options to do post my basic education, so everybody ah. thought that ah, you know he's he's done consistently well in these subjects and you know he's he's going to be an engineer. There's no there's no there's no doubt about that, and uh, you know nobody really questioned that part of it. But I I did a I did a uh, somersault post my 12th standard, and I gave hmm. everybody obviously a shock where I completely switched, saying that. Uh, I didn't want to do engineering anymore. I didn't want to do any of the traditional disciplines. I wanted to do something different. And at that point of time, I didn't really know what different was. And uh, I was trying alternatives. And uh, we used to have this really nice thing in a school in uh, Delhi, which is called extension lectures. And every Thursday, the last two periods used to be somebody from the industry who was uh, doing something alternate would come and Ah. talk to us about, you know, Ah. those careers and what you would do in those careers. So that kind of exposed us to a lot of different types of careers, from news reading to uh, uh, explorer to journalist, all different kinds of stuff, and that kind of opened up my mind quite a bit. Uh, Nobody from NID came, for sure, and nobody talked about design, but uh, I did hear about NID, and I kind of... uh, Got to know this place from uh, one of my local guardian in Delhi. He used to be the uh, head of the department at uh, Jamia, Jamia Department of Art, basically finance. And he said that if you really want to do something in art or design, I recommend that you kind of you know go to this place in Ahmedabad. Even he hadn't been there, but he had heard of them, and obviously he knew about it. And my brother, who my eldest brother, who was actually uh, uh, is a, basically a master of finance from uh, Delhi. He kind of, uh, on his college tour, had come to Ahmedabad and had come to NID, but like NID, you know, that time people never used to be allowed inside NID without a permission. And they landed Ah. up on a weekend and they were not allowed inside. So he saw NID from outside and he said, you know, it was great. So, you know, I think you should try if you really want to get into something related to art and design. But he was also not sure as to what exactly, you know, I would get into. And I don't know whether they regret now looking at how I uh, lead my life that maybe it was a, 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 a... I mean, it, it it was it was just a coincidence, I guess. You know, I just I just kind of filled in the form. I filled in the form for NIFT, id all of that, and uh, uh, I got through an ID And then uh, I came for the interview. And uh, you know, that place has some some magic about it. So once you come That's there, true. it's difficult to That's leave, true. it's difficult to leave that place. So I came for the workshop session. I didn't think I would get through looking at everybody. You know, the people came with like suitcases full of portfolio work, and I had some three sheets that I had with me. And uh, I did get selected, and uh, it just it just happened. So, and but then then after I got selected, you know, I had a I had a choice to make. I had a, I had to break it to my parents. You know, why would I not go to IIT and why would I go to NID, which then I haven't heard of? So, it was a very simple decision for me. I wanted to get away from uh, the traditional disciplines. I thought it they were two dimensional at that point of time, I didn't have the right words to describe it. But I was not interested. Ah. i came to an id fell in love with this place i mean that that i mean the day you step into an id you knew that that is what you were meant to do and there was no there, there was no other way that i could have done anything else other than what i did so ah. it was just it was just coincidence and it just worked out for me and i'm i'm so glad i went to that place yeah I'm so glad, glad that you... and, and I'm, I'm so glad i and i'm i'm so glad i practiced that. design I'm so glad. i also glad that
0: you chose to you chose to do this and uh, you chose to practice design because uh, well otherwise I don't know where I would have landed and uh, where <laughs> I would have uh, done my internship and eventually mentored by. Right. So yeah, for me. Yeah, uh, we have, we is uh, Vaseem uh, and I share a relation uh, about 12 years old and uh, he's been more than anything, he's been a mentor and an elder brother to me with respect to my, my, all my professional, the entire professional trajectory has been sort of defined by the work that I've done with him. And uh, just to give a perspective of time to everybody, uh, what Vaseem is talking is mid-90s. Uh, uh, is when uh, 1996 one to be on. precise, 1996 to be precise, is when all of this was going on, and when Vasim was uh kind of uh, trying to figure. So, yes, NID happened, and then uh, I, I believe Vaseem at that time, NID was uh, uh what you'd studied was an SLPEP, uh, was, right. it was it was SLPEP, and uh, it was a five year program, right? We, we, we thought
1: it was sleep, we thought it was sleep uh, spelled wrong. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it was basically School Leavers Professional Education Program. You know, we were, we, ah. the thing is, uh, it was funny. And then we had A.P., which was Advanced Entry uh, Program, basically. So, you know, S.L.P.P. is what, what we were. And ah. it was a very strange name for, a, like, a, a, a course. You know, it wasn't, it was a diploma, yes. But uh, yeah. when you told is somebody that I was an S.L.P., I was an SLPEP in design. What have you done? I've done SLPEP in, you know, exhibition <laughs> design so that was yeah it was
0: and now it is bdes uh, yeah but so... but
1: looking at now GDPD, i think slpp is better than GDPP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah because i yeah uh, i remember a lot of in in our beginning first years when people would say all our seniors uh, such as mm-hmm. you and everybody else would say slpp and AEP, and you know we would just be like uh, one second uh, what what is the slpp and then we would be lost in the entire translation of it so uh, yeah, imagine imagine uh, how was it? Imagine...
1: SL is school leavers. We were almost like you know. We felt like we left school and we dropped out of school and joined this program. But but it was good. Yeah. It was a it was a longer program then. And uh, huh. I think I think I was fortunate to get into uh, NID. Or I feel I mean I mean I don't know about other people's experiences, but uh, I think everybody during my time period or a uh, little before or maybe just a little after, were really huh. fortunate to kind of get into that place at that particular period of time because we kind of saw the transition between analog to digital. Yeah. Uh, so, that whole transition happened while we were there. So, it was a slightly longer program for us. It was, a, for me, it was a four-and-a-half-year program and I finished in uh, a little over five years because I, I think I took a little more time doing my diploma project and I was doing some stuff in between. So, that took longer. So, that, that uh, according to that time's uh, timeline, uh, five years was a good timeline. Very, very good timeline to finish an ID. You know, I'm sure, like, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, so, yeah, I was very proud of that, but I don't know why I was proud of it, but uh, yeah, I never really tried to do, be the first in class saying that, you know, I'll finish first and all of that crap. So I didn't, I didn't really try to do that, but it just happened. I mean, everything went out fine. And, you know, uh, like I said, you know, getting into uh, exhibition design again was uh, almost uh, as if it was meant to be because when I joined come,
0: come. I was just going to come to that. Sorry to cut you, Vaseem. Yeah. But just uh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. everybody's uh, uh, everybody's uh, information. So, guys, uh, when Vaseem joined in 96, uh, there was no exhibition design at that point. Of course, there was 10 years before that uh, when we've uh, uh, when we've had Suranjana and a lot of other people who, who graduated back then. But uh, it, it closed. The department was closed for 10 years. And uh, so I want to bring that up, uh, Vaseem. How, how, since you guys are the first batch of 97, yeah.
1: Starting in 97, so... 97, right. So, uh, basically, like I said, you know, when I joined NID, I wanted to do graphics. And while I was at NID, I wanted to do everything else. You know, that's that's the story of every all of our lives. Because you suddenly get exposed to uh, such beautiful designs of... Uh, uh, streams of design that you kind of, you know, want to do everything. Everything ex- seems exciting. Everything is uh, so interesting, you know. And for us, it was an open studio. So, the whole yeah. uh, uh, the campus was very different than what it is right now. So we would, you know, just uh, walk around, sit anywhere we wanted to. And even if we were not sitting, we were passing by. We could look over people's work while passing by. So there was a lot of interaction between disciplines. And you kind of, uh, you know, uh, there was so many things you wanted to do. And uh, towards the end of the third semester is when we were actually kind of supposed to select a discipline. And uh, I was again in a dilemma saying that, you know, what should I choose? Because this is a decision time. We all don't like making decisions that, you know, it's it's Ah, scary ah. sometimes. And uh, suddenly they told us that you know if we would possibly start uh, a discipline called exhibition design wow. uh, if there are like minimum five people opting for the discipline, and this is mm-hmm. within a batch. During our time, the uh, the undergrad batch used to be 40 people only, so there used to be 40 people in a class. Wow. So, for all the new batches
0: for all the new bachas right now that may be like, how, how did it even happen at 40, you know, like, I, yeah, I, know. I, there I, are, I believe, there I believe,
1: there I believe there 40 are... people are there in a stream right now, but, a yeah, uh, 40 part, people
0: yeah. in one batch, within one exhibition is what I think
1: uh, wow. it is, yeah. So it was, it was a pretty, a big deal saying five people out of 40 need to offer exhibition design, a discipline that nobody had seen, because all the other disciplines we were exposed to, this was a discipline we had of heard of, but we had not seen what would, uh, what it would kind of entail, so, We did, I mean, some of us were really, really convinced that, you know, that discipline could give us an opportunity to do a lot more than what, uh, let's say, any single discipline would give us. And because we could not fix on one discipline, let's make a choice of a discipline that lets you do everything. And then, you know, as life goes on, you decide what you really want to, you know, uh, focus on and take it further. So we said that some of us, like a couple of us were really convinced, but we were still, you know, not sure as to who else would be convinced. And we did a full uh, canvassing among our uh, classmates and, you know, try to convince people that, you know, it's, it's really going to be the discipline of the future and let's, you know, uh, please, uh, you know, if you could kind of consider. So we did our canvassing and uh, To our surprised six people chose the discipline and we were the first six uh, of the new batch. So obviously uh, a lot of credit goes to the people who kind of initiated this whole thing like Suranjana and uh, Choksi, all these guys were there. And they were the yeah. guys, they, they, were, they, they were people who had already worked on huge number of exhibitions as a part of NID during the times at NID. And we, yeah. uh, you know, we were still to kind of come up on those stories, want to join the discipline. But we were welcomed by like, I mean, I would give credit to Choksi, Suranjana, uh, like big time, because uh, they knew we were the first batch and we were special ah. to them also. And ah. they treated us so well and they treated us with so much care and this thing that, you know, all of us turned out to be our own people after that. And, you know, we might ah. have learned certain things. We might have not learned certain things as as, let's say, technicalities but they made us into confident people. They made us into people mm. who really thought they could actually do things, And uh, that, you know, that belief and self-confidence is actually what works in the long run for you. So the you know, technicalities, you can kind of, technicalities you can learn, you know, certain skills that you, you might play, have missed out you You keep, learning, you keep so. learning, learning doesn't stop. But making Absolutely. sure the right mentors uh, mentored you was really, really important. Mm. And then that whole dream began after that. And for the next uh, two and a half, three years. Uh, we worked so closely with the faculty on different projects and in like normal projects. Uh, and uh, we heard so many stories of, uh, you know, times like when they did the Nehru exhibition with uh, Eames. And you know, you had those names and those, you know, those whole stories, were actually what kind of, you know, made us believe in this uh, beautiful dream that we had and we could kind of do things which would actually make a difference. So. We kind of grew up uh, listening to those stories and listening to experiences of people who we hadn't met, you know, Dasher Patel, all these people. And through these uh, lineage of mentors, we kind of, that whole experience and stories got passed on to us. So even though we were not there in yeah. the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, we felt like we knew the 60s, 70s and 80s like inside out. And that made us believe in the whole discipline of design, why design was kind, why NID was initiated, Why? what is the purpose of design? And mm-hmm. all of that, you know, kind of came from multiple point of views and that kind of uh, became a, way, uh, a cornerstone for, you know, making us uh, and making our philosophies come out in a certain way. So that was wow. that was a great time. And it was beautiful wow. because, you know, uh, there was no differentiation between pleasure and work at that point of time. I, I mean, know. we worked really, really hard. And believe me, uh, exhibition design is not an easy discipline. I'm, I'm, I, I all the know. other disciplines okay. also are hard, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, we felt that exhibition design was uh, much harder than uh, a lot of other disciplines and uh, it, it, because because it, it was very, very expansive. It had uh, too many dimensions to it. It was just not three-dimensional. You know, now we know that it's, you know, the theatres go up to 14D and 17D and we're still going further on Ds. Uh, this discipline had, uh, I mean, it's difficult to define how many d- dimensions it has, but it was, it was completely well grounded up. It was a more holistic discipline for me, so to say, huh, because huh. it kind of catered to people, it kind of catered to processes, it kind of catered to uh, managing people, it catered to uh, multiple disciplines of design, like, you know, uh, structural, uh, communication design, big way, video, film, it kind of could put all of this together. And so what were your... Writer- the-
0: what were the other
1: options that you were considering? I didn't, I gave myself no option. I wanted exhibition design. And I wanted only that. So uh, I didn't know, I don't know what would have happened if they didn't give me that discipline or the discipline was not kind of formalized. I really ah. don't know what I would have taken up. I would have just said something ah. random and done something really random at that point of time. But it would have kind of been in between, let's say graphic design or uh, product design. One of the two. Wow. So. Okay. Uh, because, like you see, exhibition is a merging merger of both. So it kind of Absolutely. worked out to me. I got, I got both. I got both. I didn't have to choose between one. So yeah, there so is design.
0: yeah huh. yeah no what? no. There's a very interesting question that has come up from uh, Nikita Chilukuri. Nikita Chilukuri, <laughs> were there anyone in your batch who took a discipline and regretted because they later realized they were interested in some other discipline?
1: like i said I you know since we are on the
0: nostalgia lane.
1: <laughs> no i don't i don't think anybody uh, i don't know for sure but at least i can vouch for uh, i think uh, five or six people uh, i won't say who the sixth one is but <laughs> i can also five or six people who uh, i do I, I don't think anybody of this any of us uh, uh, regretted because like i said you know it gave you an opportunity to kind of do work that you were really interested in because you could kind of comp- uh, tonalize your work based on that like like the six hmm. of us, we all do different work now. You know, uh, yeah. one person has gone into like uh, you know Nitin Patel, right? Yeah, he for... he's using his understanding of exhibition or spatial design in his uh, illustrations sketches and the painting that on... he makes. Yeah,
0: a lot of right. Here also know Nitin Patel because he is
1: right, right. So yeah. you he had the inherent skill of you know uh, sketching and visualization. He took it from physical to virtual first, and from virtual then he's gotten into completely uh, illustrations and paintings. So, uh, and like uh, Siddhar Chatterjee, he's doing very different kind of project than I am doing. Uh, Raj Kala yeah. was there. He's doing very different kind of project than I'm doing. So all of us are doing very different kind of work. We all just found our own space within what we learned and kind of uh, our careers and trajectory kind of were based on that. So I, I, I my own trajectory from when I got out of NID to now is is, is kind of very wavy. And I mean, I, I got directly into, I was, uh, Welcome to the Lemon Design, very graciously by Bhavani, and uh, that also happened by chance, you know. Uh, hmm. And and during and also during the uh, during my time at, and it's, uh, it's, and
0: this year we are celebrating 20 years of Lemon Design. 20 years of design, so. right? So. At
1: Lemon Design, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, I think a lot of things happen uh, uh, not by chance. I would say by design in some sense, and it just happened at the right time at the right place, maybe. So. Um. Uh, like when i got into exhibition design and i chose to take a, to exhibition design and i got exhibition design and then after that it was a dream and then uh, while while we were studying at exhibition uh, discipline we were mostly taught work in two areas exhibitions and museums okay uh, because that because at that point of time there was no retail there was no hospitality there were no workspaces, there were none of these experience design none of them were as as uh, were the as the industry as they
0: are today as, right. as they are today in the park.
1: Correct. So it was only exhibitions and a little bit of trade show that started in the early 90s. So we saw our super seniors, we used to go to uh, auto expo and see Amar do this uh, crazy uh, stall for aisha and uh, for, you know, a lot of, lot of these large scale exhibitions were being done by them. So we got only exposure, that was the only exposure we had of, you know, uh, uh, exhibition design. Oh. Uh, m- museums were far and few, so that was again a different thing. But we still got trained into how uh, exhibitions were done and how exhibitions were communication. It was about relationship between objects and things and spaces and how they come together. We learned very, very, uh, you know, a very, very pure form of uh, exhibition or museum design, let's say. And then you come out and then you don't really know what to do because yeah. we were taught yeah, how exactly. to do What this... do you do
0: after, after learning all of this? How did you also yeah, yeah. Also, by the way, Suranjana is online. Uh, also wow! Has joined us. Oh
1: God! So, huh. she, uh, some pressure, gives, she... on you. some <laughs> pressure on you? <laughs> no. no, no. I've only said I've only said good things about her, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Because she's, yeah. she's uh, I mean, she's had a great role to play in my life, uh, personally and professionally also. So I, I mean, I, I give a lot of credit to uh, her. Of, I mean, as to what I am. But yeah, so basically, uh, you know, what design school does? It teaches you how to do design. It never teaches yeah. you how to practice design. That's that's always a yeah. shortcoming of most of the design institutes across the uh, you know across the country and mostly across the world also. Uh, very they, they don't give you. They don't give you the tools to practice design as much as they should. Very minimally, but uh, that's about it. Uh, so hmm. we were taught to do great design. They made us into good designers at least, or at least taught us how to be good designers. And uh, when we came out, uh, there were limited options at that point. This is early 2000s, and there were not too many mm. places you could go to. And while at NID, there were a lot of uh, crazy things that I was doing, apart from doing exhibition design. So one mm. of the things that I was doing, obviously, was uh, we were doing Laser Rec, which was the movies that we show every, used to show every Friday, three movies for yeah. the night. I kind of ended up being the head of the uh, that, that uh, little organization at that point of time. And, uh, you know, there were these seniors who kind of, you know, what used to tell us stories, and there were so many stories, and we got very influenced by this whole uh, you know, at that point of time, uh, Star Wars, uh, Jurassic Park had just come out, so all these uh, these uh, films were coming out, and we got very, very kind of
0: uh, I think we are losing,
1: I uh, oops, all these sorry. uh,
0: uh.
1: Yeah. No. So we were, we got very, very influenced by these uh, films and all of us, you know, who wanted said, to but do... But in, we are
0: yeah. just losing you. We are yeah, just sure. losing you some network glitch, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think... It is, am I, yeah. I better yeah. now? Yeah. 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 So, so basically, rec.
1: Uh, yeah, Laser Wreck. Yes, Laser Wreck. And, uh, and at the same time, you know, we were very influenced by these films that were happening. So films Um, were a big influence in our lives and we saw Jurassic Park and we saw, you know, Star Wars and it kind of just gave us a sense of, you know, uh, production design, so to say, or let's say special effects or, you know, all those things were just coming in in a really, really big way. And we got so influenced that we all wanted to go to ILM and, you know, create another Star Wars or, you know, know, go and intern with George Lucas and uh, Steven Spielberg and, you know do one of those things and we were, we were actually stupid enough to write letters to these people also write letters while I'm asking for internship and you know wanting to go and do stuff wow, which
0: is fantastic but, I don't think we <laughs> did
1: that yeah but uh, yeah so uh, you know it <laughs> was just it was just the liking for doing it so what we did was gave, you know we thought we started small and you know by uh, a natural progression of how things went uh we started adding things onto laser like, you know we started doing the tickets in a really fancy way we would get these photocopies and last them color it with the, every ticket was colored with our own hand so when wow. we saw Romeo and Juliet, so Romeo and Juliet had this long ticket and said, and Juliet is a plus in the center. We hand colored every plus with red color after the photocombing was done. So wow. we okay. used to start doing all of these little little things just for our own satisfaction because it made us feel good. And when people received it, they felt good. So I think this
0: was well, the of course, and of and was no, It was detailed, It was at that, the end of the day. Okay, we have again, have Vasim a little stuck. Uh, now, let's see. Yeah. Now? Continue. But see, sorry.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we started small and we just started doing it out of the love for it. And nobody asked us to do it. We took the finish, finish studio at 7 in the evening uh, on Friday. And then we had only a couple of hours to do whatever we had to ah. do. There was no ah. money, obviously. None of that was there. Ah. So everything had to be like uh, either coming out from your own pocket or free of cost. So a lot of recycling, upcycling, sustainable yeah. methods were practiced at that point of time by default. And I think that became a conscious learning all through and through. So till today, whenever I do a project, I am very, very, uh, 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 very, very conscious of the fact that I don't overspend. I don't overspend. Not that it's my money, but it's a client's money, and I don't, I don't believe that it's fair to spend somebody's money just because somebody else's money. So I'm very. Co- oh, so sorry. certain things were kind of ingrained into me while I was uh, at NID, and so we started doing that, and then we grew from there. And we thought that the TV was small. So we started doing slightly larger projection. We started doing big projection in the mess. And then we started doing themed, uh, themed laser wreck. So we started ah. with the uh, first theme, obviously being the horror stories. Then came the series of Jurassic Parks, And we did, I mean, everybody came together to do such lovely stuff. And we created experiences of these film uh, screenings. So like That's the Jurassic really Park was really themed in the mess. Right, and, and everybody came together. Everybody came together because everybody had different skills. And that's kind of ended up being how I work today also. I mean, there's a lot of collaboration that happens in my work and I'm doing a museum. Uh, I work with at least 20 to 25 consultants and they're only consultants at the top of it and they have their own teams behind it. So we're working with two to 250 people at a given point of time and working with people, making sure that they bring the best to the table and you making sure as a director that everything comes to place uh, like the vision that you've created. So, That, that, that's, that's the learning I started there. So, one small incident I remember sadly, I should mention, I don't know whether Nitin is online or not. Uh, uh, we were doing this uh, horror story screening and uh, Nitin was trying to hang a dummy a dead body from the tree ah. that was right outside the mess. And while wow, all of us okay. were kind of doing the decor inside, he climbed up ah. the tree without too much help. And while ah. hanging the dummy, the dummy got hung but Nitin Patel came down from the tree. So, oh uh, oh but but look at that, and I, I was inside the mess. I didn't even know what was ah. happening because it was so much of a rush. He was taken to the hospital, and when the movie started, he was sitting in ah. the first row with his uh, leg plastered, and that's when I actually got to know. Yeah,
0: that's why. And every, everything. Everything. broke his leg. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, <laughs> things were happening at, like, a crazy thing and like, like, things like, you know, like, uh, we were doing the Jurassic Park, we were creating the experience, so we created this whole mess with, uh, you know, whatever borrowed lights we could borrow from and paper and cellophane and whatever it is, broken trees, plants put into the mess, rearrange the whole thing and then all that was done and then we kind of, uh...
0: Okay. And I hate poster. technology then it became backlit posters of, using paper. Such One such i seen. We've lost you. We've lost you for a second. Yeah, you're back.
1: Yeah, so I started doing uh, backlit paper cut uh, posters. So, I used to use thin paper and I used to put a light behind it and kind of create a backlit poster. So, it just went on and then, you know, people were so enthusiastic and there was so much Ah, enthusiasm in bringing this Ah. together, this uh, experience together that people ah. did it out of, like, they went to all sense, So, you know, simple thing, like, somebody came up with the idea, okay, while, you know, people are entering the uh, a mess, why don't we, you know, uh, create the sound of dinosaurs, you know, so that it can, and we obviously don't have equipment, we don't have, uh, you know, any kind of uh, devices to kind of create that. So, ah. two people ran up to the terrace, and we have these okay. heavy benches at the UTM, with the, one with the concrete bases and the wooden thing. They carried the ah. benches right to the terrace, and ah. while people were entering, they started picking up the benches and dropping it on the terrace. I mean, I, I, people wow. from NID must be listening to this. Yeah. And then, because and of the NID structure...
0: Baunee's writing, Ayaz made pop eggs and was jumping on the mess terrace roof during the film.
1: Right. Right. So people I can't were imagine really, like, Ayaz
0: doing something like that.
1: No, no, no. Ayaz was a very big part of this whole show. Like, the whole bang <laughs> gang of people who wanted to go to ILM, Ayaz was one of them. And he was a, di- he was a pet dino- dinosaur. You know, he can still do that walk. He can, you can ask him to do a <laughs> well adapter and he'll do it for you. <laughs> Next
0: time
1: so we go, live. am going to ask him to do that. Yeah, so, uh, and he does this really crazy face with the sound and all of that. So,
0: it was yeah. great. So,
1: people used to come up with ingenious ideas to get the effect in place without having too many, too many devices or tools with them. And that was brilliant. You know, that was really, really brilliant. And, you know, that kind of, uh, that, that's how we learn things. So, today we don't complain about even, you know, if the budget is a little less for a project or, you know, certain things can't be done you find the ways to do it and you know uh, things course. like you know uh, sustainability things like being conscious about what you're using and how you're practicing it in terms of all the aspects i don't think that sometimes you know we will blame the client for being uh, difficult i think uh, all the client constraints should become a design constraint they're not a challenge not everything has to go against them so i'm saying that okay, if there sure. is a budget constraint that is a constraint that's a design challenge and you have and to yeah, resolve that through you have to resolve it, it. through design you have to resolve it uh, through design. You can't say the budget was less so I did a bad job. You can't say that. So whatever uh, you can do and that, that becomes a challenge and that kind of uh, like, you know, the, the client uh, uh, relationship is very, very important. So once you kind of break through the first barrier and you, you make him feel that you are in his side, uh, you know, uh, you can work wonders. You can work wonders. Everything works no, I can, and,
0: and I think, Naseem, so, all these uh, these little anecdotes and these little stories that you've brought out, of course, uh, while it is amazing for nostalgia, we can see with so many people like Heman Sutar and Bhavni and Ekta and everybody have involved right. themselves in a conversation on the comments. That's why I've left it on also. <laughs> but uh, yeah. what, what is amazing is the learning that you extrapolate out of that, which you, of course, realize right. much later in life. Correct. You know? Absolutely. And, uh, and, so what happened after Lemon? Like, can you tell us about the kind of things that Lemon- Yeah, so uh, from I- From a completely I, clueless what to do in Exhib to, okay, Lemon, director at Lemon Design, heading spatial experiences over there. And how did uh, that come about?
1: Okay, that's, that's, another, that's a very simple story. It's not a very long story because the addition happened uh, in a second. So basically I finished an ID and I had sent my resumes to the three or four places that were existing that I could work at possibly. So a couple ah. of companies in Bangalore, Delhi, and maybe the inter- because I was still influenced by entertainment. I obviously sent my resumes to wiscraft and I had interview lined up. So I had some interviews lined up in Bombay with mostly these uh, entertainment companies like wiscraft and stuff because that was the closest I could think of. You know, where this because I I love scale. I yeah. I I I'll, I'll, I'll accept I'll own up today that I love the scale aspect big of scale. things. I love the big. Mag- I like big scale. I that really kind of puts me in a really tight spot, and I like getting out of that as a challenge. So, I like challenging myself big, and uh, so that scale, I thought, you know, Wizcraft could give me and other companies there. So, I had a few things lined up, and uh, I came down to Pune to visit Bouni. Uh, so, I said, between, between, you know, getting into a place where I would start working, and I would not get a chutti. let me just take a break, and I came to Pune because he had just started off Lemon in Pune a year ago. And I came during the same time as it now, maybe a little later, maybe end July. I'm in the midst of yeah. monsoon. And I came to visit him for a couple of days and I thought that you know I'll just stay for a couple of days and then go back to Bombay, do my interview and just start working and you know, not not a very long term definite plan. But I just wanted yeah. to start working in in places that I liked. So I came for three days, I stayed for ten obviously, because Pune was beautiful. It didn't let me leave. And, uh, uh, and it didn't almost let you leave
0: till date. Till date. It still hasn't let me
1: leave. Yeah, it still hasn't yeah. let me uh, yeah. leave it. So, on the last day before I was supposed to leave, uh, you know, Bhavani asked me, "What do you want to do? What what's the plan?" So I said, "I don't yeah. know. I've got a couple of interviews lined up. I'll go and maybe I'll see what's going to happen." So he says that, "Why don't you do what you want to do at other places here?" And that time wow. Lemon was three people. Lemon was three people at that point of time. Bhavani, uh, Shalini, okay. and uh, uh, one one employee at that point of time. So. It was a very, very uh, a simple question he asked me and I gave him an answer as simple as that. I said, okay. So that, that was my decision-making thing. I said, okay. Wow. And, and we didn't discuss anything beyond that. So I said, okay. okay. I went back to uh, Ahmedabad, picked up that one bag that I had from my ID And I came back you know, in a week's time and that's my, that, was, that was the starting of my career at 11. And wow. uh, like I said, you know, we were very few people at 11 at that point of time and we didn't have a special design discipline. Hmm. So, uh, to trying to figure out how to, you know, uh, there's a big, big uh, catch-22 situation that happens with uh, especially projects that are uh, physically implementable, let's say, like architecture or uh, spatial design, all of that.
0: Also, I want to touch upon one thing, Vaseem, is that as you Hmm. mentioned earlier that uh, the trajectories of other so-called disciplines of retail and uh, hospitality and all of those were not existent per se, as we see them today, back then, and then... Lemon happened, you started working at Lemon, and then also at the same time, these disciplines started taking shape. And right. it, it must be a lot of self learning also how to operate within these disciplines. So, if something, uh, meaning when you're talking about it, if you can add those aspects also. Yeah,
1: sure. So, basically, when I started off, you know, my whole job was to study the discipline of spatial design at Lemon. And uh, yeah. obviously there was, no, there was no mentoring that was going to happen and you know, when you come outside at the institute level, you have, you have a lot of interaction. But when you start working in a company, your interaction gets limited to people working in the company and the limited reach that you have outside. How do you meet mm. clients? Where do you find clients? Who is my client? Yeah. Who should I call? Yeah. Do have, I mean, how do you get to know that information? So that's a huge challenge at that point of time. People were not looking out for you because they didn't know you existed. So yeah. right now what happens is because these teams are existing and you have a lot of web presence and, you know, people hear of you and all of that, so people get in touch with you. But at that point yeah. of time, nobody knew that we uh, existed as, you know, designers to actually get in touch. And two and a half to three years, Ouch. just okay. trying to figure out my way around yeah. getting my first project. So I was doing that. I was doing all kind of other wow, work okay. that I kind of wanted to do. So... I was doing graphic design, I was uh, helping out in brochures, we were making films at that point of time, and internet was picking up in a big way, and CD-ROMs and websites were coming in a big way, and Lemon was really good at doing websites, and so we started doing all of that, so I started doing a lot of these things in the midst of looking for my first project to do, and in Ah. almost like after two and a half to three years is when I actually landed up with my first project, and that it was a pro brome bono project, and one of our friends in one of the social gatherings said that, you know, I work in this IT company and we have a, I ah. work in the marketing department and we have this department. It's very boring. You know, it's it's not you know, the rest of the uh, place we don't care about. The marketing needs to have that flavor. You know, it needs to, you know, have that vibe. So can you ah. help us with that? We said, okay, ah. let me, I mean, let's go and see. So I went and saw, met the people and it was small, like, like a 1500 square feet space with already existing furniture and the so whole setup. So my job was to basically spruce, spruce up the. Can you make the experience better in this place? So that was my basic.
0: Sorry, we lost you. We lost you for a couple of, we lost you for a couple of seconds. So if you could just go back a little Sorry. Yeah,
1: so basically I went and saw this space where they wanted me to do the work and it was like a small 1, thousand twelve hundred ah. square feet space and with all the existing furniture of the office like the cubicles were already there and you know everything was in place. So my job was not to kind of change any of that. Yeah, My job was to create a layer over the existing stuff to make the experience more uh, engaging and for people coming there. So that was the basic brief and uh, I was the only person in, obviously, space design at that point of time at Lemon because we didn't yeah. have a project to actually start hiring or employing people. So, yeah. uh, we took on the project and from there it all began. The project exactly like the way I did my NID projects. Okay. I managed to get my things done. Can you
0: hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it keeps going in between yeah. a second or two and then it comes back. Sorry, it yeah.
1: was crazily raining in Pune, so the network might be really fluctuating. so... So, yeah, Yeah, yeah. so, uh, because I was so, uh, and and I I was given a budget. I was given 65,000 rupees, I remember till date. Uh, I was given 65,000 rupees as, as a turnkey budget. Saying that we don't have money to pay your design, for design. Uh But this is a total budget. If you can save up whatever money you can save up, that's your design fee. But imagine, working with a 65,000 budget, you know, today might seem like, are you joking? But the point is, I came from uh, doing stuff at NID, which, you know, I was uh, doing for free. So for me, 65,000 of a budget was a great amount of budget. And then we went ahead and did this whole thing, and they were really happy with what happened. And to 9,000 rupees out of the 65,000 rupees, so it was still a profitable project. So, so yeah, I mean, it, it's just how, how you want to deal with the whole thing. So we started from there. And once we did that, you at least had a project to show. So what happens in a lot of time where people don't have projects to show because people want to see live projects. People don't want to see conceptual projects because they're letting you build something for them. And most of our projects are very, very high investment. And once things are Mm. built, you cannot change it so easily. So Mm. it's a a very high risk uh, kind of a discipline. So you have to be really, really careful. So people are that much more uh, conscious about who they're giving the project out to. So now when I have conversations with clients now, they're very clear about the fact that, you know, they might not give the project to the best designer, so to say, but somebody yeah. who does good design, but also has good capabilities of implementing those projects. Yeah. And, you know, so you're not only benchmarked or you're not only evaluated only basis design. You're evaluated in how how can you take that design idea that you have, which might be great, to execution in a similar way. So the people evaluate it. on the whole package. Yeah, people evaluate on the whole package. If I have great cool. ideas and I can't implement it, I'm still you know, falling short of a lot of skills. So the whole so, evaluation, so we started creating this project. So one project led to another, then another. And then somebody asked me to do a film production design in Hyderabad. So uh, I, I have a big problem. I can't say no to people. And I like doing it. Yeah, we know
0: that. We know that. I, 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 I like
1: doing it. No, no, I like doing everything. Honestly speaking, I like doing everything. Why not? And the reason is, and that, that whole uh, that whole aspect of me still has, uh, you know, is, is alive as much today. Because I still do things that I haven't done before. So, uh, yeah, I went and uh, they sent me to, they packed me off to Hyderabad with the script of the film and the basic explanation understanding of what the film is going to be. They said, okay, you go to Hyderabad. The rest of the team is going to come in a month from now. Get Ah. the set and everything ready for the shoot by Ah. the time we come. So I was packed off to Hyderabad by myself. A new city, a new place, new people to work with. And I was given full freedom. they said, like, yeah, take it. And obviously, with freedom comes responsibility. People are know. asking
0: which film, which film are you talking
1: about? Uh, it was an art film. It was basically a semi-commercial film. It was called Dunch. So this was a story about, uh, yeah, it was basically a story based in uh, the Northeast. And it was about a story that happened over a night. So my job was to kind of create that house where the whole film is shot. So wow. it, was a, it was a purely design exercise for me. So you read the script, you understand all of that, you understand the movements, you understand the shots, you understand lighting, you understand the context of all of that. And you kind of build a house that accommodates and helps you create the scenes more beautifully, rather than shooting an existing house. And because obviously I came from uh, not a production design background, I did everything so thorough and strong, that after the shooting was over, that house was still there for a very long period of time being used, because ah. it was permanent in na- it was permanent in nature because uh-huh. I don't know how to do... Temp- I mean, temporary stuff is like something that I don't really believe in too much anymore. So even though I'm doing uh, things that uh, are there for a certain period of time, I try to yeah. build stuff that are slightly more long-term so that they can be reused and repurposed and take further. So that's something that over the last 18, 19 years, we have kind of uh, made it a part of our value system to actually make sure that things don't go to waste.
0: Wow. So that happened
1: so, but- and then... Oh, Vasim, I'm sorry.
0: gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do slight jumping here because also yeah. we are in lack of time. But mm. uh, from that particular project from converting something in sixty five K into something tangible to doing the film and eighteen years down the line now, uh Vaseem, can you hear me? Yeah No, now I can hear you. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Eighteen years down the line now, uh, since the last four or five years, one of the leading museum designers of the country, having done some Fantastic museums. Uh, this journey must have, of course been and, and in between for everybody else in between, I'm sure there are more than one hundred and fifty to two hundred plus projects that are live mm. in existence and have been experienced by a lot of people. But uh, nice. this little bit of museum museum design and, mm. and how, how does it work mm. with, uh, with the whole thing uh,
1: so yeah, just a quick I mean I'll, I'll go really fast on this. I know I told you not to let me speak too much. <laughs> yeah, I am a, yeah. So uh yeah, but uh what happened was when I like after like I I'll quick recap the first uh, fifteen years before I started before I did yeah. my first museum. Again yeah. happened by chance, uh by design or by chance, I don't know, but uh a lot of good things have happened. Uh and mm-hmm. most of them because of a lot of good people around me. So uh, all credit to them also. So uh after I did my film I came back, then the retail boom happened. And then we became one of the leading companies doing retail design because we did one project after another and very large scale projects, you know, uh, I was, uh, we did, uh, as Lemon, we did one of the first uh, supermarket chains in the country uh, before any of the other guys did it uh, for Mr. Chandra Babu Naidu at the point of time. Then uh, we did work for TVS, we did a lot of large scale uh, rollouts and we were still a very, very small company. We were like 12 to 13 people in all at Lemon at that point of time and out of which the space team had three to four people. Huh. You know, we we we, we had uh, you know that whole drive was what actually kept us going. We took on took on projects way larger than what we were actually uh, uh, built to deliver, but we managed to deliver all of them, and it was sheer hard work and passion and nothing else. So passion for doing what you're doing, and then hard work alongside. And you know that part of us. Aside. I've been lucky. So did, I've
0: been lucky also to be a part of that team, and uh, to both right. the team and bounty to be a part of, be a proud Lemonite. For many years until now i consider myself
1: to be one yeah so we did a lot of retail projects and then retail moved to hospitality and that one time you know it was majorly retail and then finally uh, we did a couple of projects for the reserve bank of india uh you know that and uh, we did a travel two traveling exhibitions for them and uh, that was also a very very big challenge you know we were given a very very uh limited amount of time to deliver that thing and it was on the 75th anniversary of the RBI and we had to turn around the whole project from research to design to execution to site implementation within uh, 30 days 30 to 35 days and it was a traveling exhibition so the challenges came come with that also but I think uh, I had great uh, you know I had a great team that actually made sure that things got done and uh, on a small anecdote uh, before I move to the museum side of it I remember uh, I had when we had gone to Calcutta for the the, the installation of the exhibition and uh, there's a major incident. So this is also because of a certain side of learning because till today, even after 18 years, things go wrong at the last minute. And uh-huh. you always, you know, no matter how much you kind of make provisions for, you know, plan B or uh-huh. a plan C, things are not going uh-huh. to go according to your plan. So you have to be thinking on uh-huh. your feet all the time. And that's uh-huh. a very, very big part of uh, being a part of that discipline called exhibition design. You have to yeah. be thinking on your feet. You have to make decisions on the fly. You have to do things that somebody else was supposed to do if somebody else is not there. So we were told uh, from okay. the very time at NID, like, you know, Kurandera, Kurandera told us, you know, if the ex- exhibition is about to open and it's not clean, you're the one who is supposed to pick up the jhadu and sweep the whole damn floor. And we do that today, you know. I still do it till today. And, uh, you know, things go wrong at, at, at any given point of time, no matter how many contingencies you build. built. uh, Because the uh, ribbon
0: has to be cut when the ribbon has to be cut. The ribbon has to be cut
1: when the ribbon has to be cut. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one thing that I love about it also because the project ends. You know, you do better stuff after that. You know, so the project has a certain uh, definite timeline. So, uh, we were printing in Calcutta and everything we had kind of pre-produced in Pune and taken under our supervision and everything. We thought the printing because the content was still getting finalized and there was still, you know, feedback coming from the RBI team. We kind of went and set base in Calcutta for almost like seven days. Huh. And we we never came out of that hotel room and the hotel got really suspicious why are these guys not coming out because we had so much work to do on site. So yeah. the content was too much and we were still trying to make the panels and everything. And uh, so we finally, you know, managed to get everything done. We found a printer that we had found online and we kind of went and met him and we, were, we had never worked in Calcutta. We didn't really know too many people in Calcutta to help us out yeah. with the production. But we thought that, you know, it's only printing. How, how I mean, what could go wrong with printing? How, you said... You send exactly. it to the printer, it prints, right? Yeah. So we started doing that and we started, there were 110 panels. So we started sending out panels in the night. So batches started coming in while the installation was happening on site. And we had designed a system that could get installed really, really fast. It would take like two hours to install the whole thing, 100 panels. So that was sorted and the panels were coming in batches and we were fixing the panels. And like we didn't have an on-site team. It was us doing our own work. So, like I said, you know, the team was really, really small. And, you know, the design team that went from here was actually the ones executing. We had borrowed help. And huh. in the middle of the night before the opening, the last batch of 11 panels were supposed to come. And the printer stopped picking up our calls at 11 in the night. Huh. Wow. And uh, uh, Rana from our team had visited the printer only once in the three, four days that we were there. And he was the only huh. person who knew where the printer was located. Huh. And he stopped picking up our calls at 11 till 1 o'clock we tried. We could not get in touch with him. And the next day was reopening. And then suddenly the people from RBI suddenly sensed the fact that there was something obviously wrong because these guys were hushing around, you know, passing messages and they were looking really worried. Nobody wanted yeah. to say to the client that, you know, this is what is happening. And yeah. finally you decide that, you know, there's no other way but to tell the client. Maybe somebody else can help you. So we told the client that this is what happened and the guy's not picking up a phone and we don't know what to do because the print has to mm. come. Otherwise, how will it go? And then the client said that okay, let me sort out something. So we had to actually take police action against the printer in the middle of a night wow. at four uh, at four AM. Go we went to his place in the dark and Rana is trying to look for the location that he had been to because he didn't really know and everything in the daytime looks different from the night. So of he had course. a very and hard time. It was like in a new city. So we, we went in the car with the RBI official, with the cops, trying to look for this person. And then finally, after a huge amount of difficulty, found his place and then found him inside their place. Woke him up in the middle of the night and told him that if he doesn't print this thing overnight and give it to us in the morning, he is going to be put behind bars. I don't know what was, I mean, I'm sure we were all lying at that time. Uh, you can't put somebody behind bars for that. But we said yeah. that, uh, you know, we just, we would go ahead and do it. So yeah. you know you just you just have to kind of do these things sometimes to get your work done. And we managed to get our prints right before the inauguration, and we put it up. And we were told, that, you know everybody is saying that you know let's say, you know the RBI governor is coming. Why don't you guys you know uh, because we wanted to we want to introduce you guys to him. And we said hey, we'll go back to the hotel quickly, change and come because we're not presentable. We haven't slept in three days. Yeah. We went back to the hotel, and the three of us are sitting and we ordered some food because we hadn't obviously eaten really well and hadn't slept ah. so we were sitting on this couch and we thought we'll grab a bite and the next thing we remember is we wake up at uh, eight in the evening with somebody having a spoon in their hand, somebody having food in their mouth.
0: We wow. had just passed oh, out. Oh,
1: we had just passed out because we were so tired and we missed the inauguration, we missed everything, but the work was done. So you know, yeah. uh, you know the the huge, uh, that whole aspect of uh, the satisfaction that you get when you actually end up uh, Finishing what you were supposed to do in the best way possible. It's,
0: it's also the right. adrenaline towards the opening, I, I believe, which, which works in a different... You work in a different zone, different a parallel universe.
1: Right, and and like, like, in the same manner, I have almost missed most of my inaugurations. So I have missed meeting a lot of really important people. Uh, yeah, and, and that's how it is. And I think that's the DNA that, you know, is there. I, I, it's the work that's more important for me. It's not so much the credit that goes behind the work. If I do the work that I do, so the same thing happened and, you know, we've carried forward and uh, one day I get a call from in 2014, mid-2014, 50, almost like 13 to 14 years after I passed out learning how to do exhibitions in a museum and not being doing museums and exhibitions, I get a call from Suranjan, obviously, saying that uh, uh, they're building this museum on Gandhi in uh, Gandhinagar and, you know, they, uh, Shaputi is kind of looking out for somebody but they don't know who to go to and they had approached her to kind of manage the whole project in terms of, you know, as a mentor for the whole project, figuring out yeah. how the team's, team should be set so that, you know, the project gets executed. And this project was already delayed. And they had been going rounds doing presentation to the uh, chief minister, Mr. Modi, at that point of time. Uh, but nothing was getting approved. So they finally landed up at her place, and then she kind of recommended us. And then we went and met, and we just... Uh, it was just a very short meeting of half an hour, forty five minutes, where we met the uh, uh, the design head at Shapurji and he said that this is a project and this is what it. we looked at it and said, Okay, fine, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for us like uh, like I said, you know, challenges are always welcome.
0: Yeah. So we
1: said we'll do it. We didn't really understand evaluate the gravity of the situation. And that and that was our so the closest we had ever gotten to a government project was the RBI, which was hardly government. Mm-hmm. This was a pure government project. And I mm-hmm. and, and if you ask me like Five seven years back did I plan to get into government-based projects I would say no way but ah. uh, unfortunately or fortunately I'm doing, doing a lot of government projects and I've kind of uh, understood ah. their ways of working and learned their ways of working and I am fairly comfortable working with them also for ah. the fact that you know you get to work on projects that are such large scale that no private investor would actually let you work on that you know the promising project cool. range from like 250 crores to 500 crores I mean who's going to give you that money to build something so that money is available. And today it's a very different scene. You know, if you look at all of this, so when we got that project for uh, the Mahatma Mandir museum, we took it on and we delivered it uh, in record timing. That's the project that every, I mean, even Sapoji showcases, as something that they finished doing from foundation. Uh, and it is foundation. an award winning
0: project. It is an award.
1: Multiple, 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 yes, awards across, multiple awards across, yeah. across the globe and uh, it's still a benchmark for uh, a museum based on technology and uh, it, it's, it's a seamless technology come hard-built museum. So we were trying to experiment something there and, and also for the fact that uh, now I work with a lot of people. I, work, I don't work with only people at Lemon. You know, I have a lot of collaborators, you being one. So, Suranjana, Chatterjee, Nitin, so all of these people. So we have kind of formed an informal uh, collaboration, so to say, and we work on all these large Can scale- I the uh, Can uh, I
0: say the name on life? Yes. Yes, you say, can. it's called COCO? It's,
1: <laughs> it's, it's called COCO consortium. and, uh, and, uh, and, the, and <laughs> the full form is called Con- Consortium of Cool. So we think we are really yeah, cool people. We thanks. do really cool stuff. So we kind of like doing that stuff. So we basically are an informal uh, consortium and we work on all these big projects together because I believe that, you know, it's difficult for one person to deliver this. because yes. uh, and, and I'm, I'm in the believer of the fact that the project should be well done no matter who does it. So if I'm the right person to do it, I should do it. If somebody else is, I will happily give away the project to somebody else to do. So and this this whole group came about, I think, at the time of Mahatma Mandir, and we had great times doing that project, and I didn't want to get away from that. And that's when we said that all projects that are happening in the museum sector will be done by this consortium of cool together. So all the projects we work on together, and uh, right now, like the tons of projects that you know we have on the roster, like we are doing a couple of science museums. Uh, we are doing the aquatic center at the uh, uh, Science City in Ahmedabad. Uh, we are doing a uh, police museum in Telangana, and then we are doing uh, uh, we were doing a the spiritual museum that, the New Pragati Maidan. Prageti Maidan Prageti. Right, right. I know I didn't want to say that because people will be saying that why are you working on the new Pragati Maidan when the old one we love was broken down.
0: Yeah, I can but I had, But I, I, well. I, had, I,
1: had, I had no part to play in the breaking down of the whole place. Yeah. It was already broken down when I got initiated in the project. So we are so we basically doing the public artworks for the uh, new Pragati Maidan, which is a huge project for us again. And that also involves a lot of craft and all of that stuff. So all these uh, multiple areas that I'm interested in and that kind of comes together. So, right from very small, experiential projects for corporate clients like Pidilite or let's say Seat that we're doing. At the same time, we are doing uh, museums for government uh, and uh, uh, associations at large scale. And then and obviously the small... And
0: trade shows, the largest trade show, I.I.J.S. for jewellery. I.I.J.S. Yeah, the largest trade show. To start on that is going to take a long time, I just wanted to... Yeah, we're not.
1: So, basically just to give a gist of it, we manage almost like 10,000 people on site while doing the stuff. So we install almost 7 lakh square feet of space in 11 days, and we take it down in two. So that's a system design project. It is a design project, but uh, the visual design is a part of it, but it's basically a system design project for us. And we've been working with the client for almost like the last 15 shows, and that's been a huge association and a huge learning, and everybody who comes to work with us or interns with us really wants to work on the project because that's our test for live projects. If you survive that project on site, you'll survive everything else in life. So uh, that's that's a really uh, important
0: uh, part of the thing. Yeah. So sorry, Vaseem. we are very very yeah. short on time, and I want to capture one last thing quickly. And you have less than a minute uh. to tell about it. Is your passion? Okay. With passion uh. and being uh. a part, being a director of Change by Design, also along which has a uh, along with uh, your wife, Karishma Shahani Khan, who is also a very very well known uh, fashion designer, and. Yeah. Uh, your involvement with
1: the kind of project
0: that goes with that.
1: Just, just the- Uh, I see, she does that business completely by herself. Okay. Kersha is hers. I am only a mentor. I give like an outside help, but I am also, like you said, you know, I am also interested in my own clothes and the clothes that I mm-hmm. wear. So that kind of brought about that whole idea of, you know, us doing menswear and me collaborating with her on menswear. I, I like good clothes here. I can't help it. I, I like good clothes. I like uh, course, maybe fine. a little... I'm a little extreme on that side when I uh, kind of end up wearing what I wear, but uh, it's not to do anything else. But it's just for my own self, I, I like wearing good clothes, and ah. it kind of it's it's a nice aspect because it's all home done. You know, the whole the cloth the whole clothing that I wear mostly is homemade. Vasim, we are so we going to go little...
0: off. We are going to yeah. Sorry, I'm very very okay. sorry. I hate to do this. A lot of sorry. people are asking to go again on live and restart, but unfortunately, guys, we are on baate and uh, we have a time we limit. We can't go and... live again sorry but thank you so much everybody and thank you thank you yeah, what good. is
1: happening what is happening well
0: we got <laughs> some requests and then i get a message from the Bate team that uh, we sh- we can take more 20 more minutes and go online again since uh, uh, yes we were on. so yes i get this to, is, we get to cover we get to this cover is, your so, project
1: yeah this is so typical i i usually go to a client meeting saying that it will take one hour and i come out after three
0: yes <laughs> yeah I, 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 I should I, also I,
1: tell you the fact that I got one of my projects because I had long hair and uh, now I get projects because I have a long beard I've cut my beard yeah. because I'm still uh, in, in like staying at home but by the uh, time I, I'm ready to get out to get more projects I'll have my beard come uh, back so I get projects like that with my uh, long hair and my beards no, no actually but uh, whole, oh, yeah. uh, the the supermarket project uh, uh, I went in for a meeting with uh, his son and uh, he was like a 23 year old guy and I was 28. And we were discussing uh, uh, 200, uh, almost like a 200-crore project uh, rollout. Uh, so, uh, we were discussing that and then suddenly... Uh, he, I, did, I, I didn't realize he had to go for a wedding in the night and we started the meeting at 6.30. And uh, uh, I kept him waiting till 9.30. He was getting calls from his home and they were shouting at him but he got stuck with me so badly. Uh, and he finally left at 9.30 after three and a half hours. And the next morning he called me up and said that you have the project to do. When can you start work? And then when he started working, uh, almost 9 to 10 months, uh, post the project got started, he's telling me, you know why I gave you the project? Because you had long hair, you look different. You look (laughs) like a designer. I said, thank you so much uh, for giving my hair all the credit. And nobody believes, but I still, I had long hair like you do. And all of us have this phase in life of long hair phase and everybody should have it and get get over it also. That's true. true. I'm giving myself
0: one more season to actually get over it.
1: Yeah, I'm in the long beard phase now. So, yeah. So, where should we start? Where should we start again?
0: We kind of got, uh, we had to quickly cut and stop at two aspects. One is uh, quick about the collaborative aspect with respect to exhibition design and uh, the idea of how the fact that exhibition design does not happen in isolation is one aspect right. of it. And right. the second thing that uh, you can just continue to cover is about your passion projects with IMG Reliance, the LACME, Fashion Week, and uh, the kind of projects you've done in London also. So, yeah, these two right. aspects. Right. Mainly. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so obviously, like, you know, uh,
1: the whole aspect of spatial design or experience design is, like I said, it's very, very challenging because uh, it, it's, uh, it's a discipline that you cannot practice by yourself. It has Ah. to be in collaboration with multiple disciplines, uh, multiple experts from different uh, disciplines coming together to put your vision to reality. And Ah. uh, getting to organize all of that actually falls on the plate of the uh, museum or the exhibition designer. Hmm. Because you're the one who are actually coordinating all of that. Hmm. So there's a huge amount of project management that gets uh, involved in that aspect of it. So like if you talk about my uh, last three, four years of work, I have to do a lot of this documentation, a lot of processes, a lot of paperwork that has to be done just to make sure your design gets to the seed it has to go through. And of also God. because uh, a, lot of, a lot of projects are government projects for me, the documentation on that side is very, very high. The approval mechanisms are very, very lengthy. You have an internal client, you have an external client, you have multiple clients, and you know, the clients keep changing because uh, one chief minister changes to another, one prime minister changes to another, one secretary changes to another, everything changes. So... You're working with multiple constraints, but as a discipline itself, you know, getting everybody together to work. Like, mm. you know, I, I, like I said, you know, I, we have Coco obviously. So that's yeah. my support system. And I have Lemon, which is again my support system. And obviously the family that I kind of uh, have. So it, it's, it all comes together at that particular place. And uh, uh, putting all of them together. I mean, if you have the right people at the right place and responsible people, everything goes very, very easy. So right from, you know, uh, whether it's a film or whether it's, uh, let's say, you know, doing structures or furniture or display or communication or interaction. Now, because technology has come in a big way. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I, I was fortunate enough to do one of the uh, most most technologically advanced, so they say, uh, wow. museum in the country, which is the Mahatma Mandir Museum. And wow. it's got 13 technologies that were used for the first time. Uh, a lot of them used for the first time in India. And also, I mean, strangely for a project on Gandhi, but like I say, you know, the technology is only, the, it's only a tool. It's a medium of communication. That's what you're trying to communicate through the technology is what's more important. So I don't limit myself to any tools and techniques, so to say. And all my projects look different from each other because, uh, you know, the project and the process that you follow to do the project kind of lets it evolve to a, its own uh, unique uh, place. So you don't mm. really have to have because, you know, as, as a spatial designer, everybody keeps asking, you know, do you have a style? Why don't you have a style? Because they compare us to architects and interior designers.
0: yeah What is your yeah. style?
1: But as designers, we don't really need to have a style because we're not doing stuff for ourselves. And we ourselves have only one component of the whole project. So if you go through the design process and put the right stakeholders at the right place and the right value and systems in the right place, what comes out of it is what uh, satisfies all the challenges and needs that you've set forth for a project. And yeah. that's, that's why every project looks very different. You know, some projects are heavy on technology. Some projects are very, very low on technology. There's no technology at all. Some are completely craft-oriented and some, some are completely virtual. So, yeah. uh, you know, you, you can dabble with all of that. Coming to, let's say, the other side of the project that I do, uh, which is basically my passion projects, uh, most yeah. of them are pro bono uh, or, let's say, uh, something that I just do because I love doing that side of work and it kind of merges with the fashion liking that I have. So I... Started getting these projects from obviously IMG, and uh, I started doing some sets for their uh, RAM shows. Like you know, like they they basically their highlight, uh, uh, let's say it, on a sustainable that they're doing a collaborative show. So they would call me and say that you know, why didn't you do something for them? So I'm not like a proper set designer for them, but I come in when they need something special uh, with a, with a low budget, obviously. So that's that's. I, I believe that, that they it, haven't that become. It. That's, That's always, always the case, case. so yeah, yeah so and, and that gives me an opportunity every time to do something new and a lot of that, you know, understanding of fashion or that industry obviously comes with my interaction with Karishma and uh, you know, whatever I've kind of spent time with uh, that organization and we kind of set up the chain by design uh, company where we wanted to do a lot of work related to uh, education, related, related to craft so basically this organization was set up to kind of do our work related to those areas though we kind of involve all of that work in our uh, mainstream practice but a lot of those initiatives are taken into that which is more, more more social uh, or uh, uh, public uh, domain let's say based uh, projects so yeah. those projects are uh, interesting projects. again i collaborate with a lot of people like i, I worked with sangaru on two of my projects uh, when i needed bamboo structures uh, for the ramp wow. also, and for one of the one of the projects in uh, london So the London project was interesting because, you know, you, you, I I actually, it happens at the same time IJS is happening. So twice I had to kind of uh, leave right after the IJS or in the middle of IJS and I moved from a place where 10,000 people working on site in the conditions we know how they, how the condition that they work in. And I land up in London in like uh, 12 hours and I'm working with a set of people who come from a completely different uh, set of uh, values and systems. Here you have 10,000 people putting up one structure and then you have like two people putting up the whole structure. And yeah. you know, complete. So even they have they have these earmuffs or the big headphones, the noise cancellers, while they doesn't make sound. Here we, here we use we using yeah, ah. and here we using like heavy machinery with no safety precautions. So you know that whole uh, the, the the opposites that you actually have to dabble with is very very strange. And that learning I try to kind of process something, process and try and bring uh, it here and, try I and see how I can we again,
0: Vasim. Light glitch again with yeah the now network. am I bu- yeah now it's good oh you we've lost you again now am I back uh yeah you are back. back no you've yeah. always been there you just get stuck in between for a okay okay between. sorry yes you are back so
1: basically there is the a system and process and what, ah. how they work ah. and. Uh, of bring them and learn from there and kind of because they have a huge amount of system in play they're way ahead of us in terms of production they're way ahead of us in terms of systems and that for us to bring it to our level is really really important because what happens is you might have a great idea but we don't have mm. the capacity to execute that great idea today I believe you know because they are finally working mm. with uh, people who are non-skilled or people who don't really come from that kind of a background to actually understand the level of cleanliness you're talking about you know i creating a paint a wall. And we know where that painter comes from, the background of the painter. He's never seen a wall as white as the dirty white wall he's painting. Mm. So if he leaves a small mark of his hand on it, he can't mm. see that totally the whitest he's ever seen. So to come from that kind of a background, how do you make people conscious of the fact that, you know, this is the level of work that they need to do. And our work completely depends on the latter side of execution where all these people come into play. So that whole, uh, I mm-hmm. mean, as an industry, I think we need to kind of look into this aspect. And then we talk about artisans. We talk about. I think as a part of this whole industry, which kind of produces certain things, I think it's important to build that second level of uh, people who kind of come and do the do justice to the great idea. Otherwise, our idea will remain idea, and execution will remain uh, shitty as always. So that challenge has yeah. to be overcome, and I think that has to be brought about in a you know everybody is trying to make designers. But everybody's trying to, you know, all design institutions are trying to make designers. But uh, what about the support system that the industry demands? That also has to be a huge amount That's of work true. in that area because, because all our great ideas, you know, we go down the drain if you can't execute properly. So that, uh, yeah, so I kind of, you know, all these exposures that I have from multiple places and learning that you can learn, uh, practice and try and make things better. And, uh, yeah, so a lot of these uh, smaller projects that keep coming up and they keep, you know, in- giving, letting you be interested in it more. And this time, I, mean, uh, I went to London for the last project and uh, this time I carried uh, earthen pots, 20 of them, from here with my own luggage. So I was bummed up to first class because I was carrying 200 kilos of pots with me. And I was wow. hoping they don't break. And I was hoping they don't break. So we managed to get all the other production done something that were like uh, really costing us a bomb to get in London. They were basic terracotta pots, the gamlas that we talk about. Huh. So. Huh. So I, I I carried a, a 21 inch uh, size of gamla from here, 20 of them, with my personal luggage to London and set it up. And uh, like I said. And so that, ha- that's that turned how out
0: to be an award winning. That also turned out to be an award winning.
1: The first the first no I've the been. first one that I did no, that was, was one that one. was that was one that. The yeah, first the first one, one was, that I did yeah. was uh, right because I think I think the narrative was stronger uh, in the first one, where we were kind of uh, India was participating for the first time, and uh, the narrative was completely different from what everybody else thought India was about. So we completely mm. brought uh, to the table what we were really about, and not what what the world thought we were about. So sometimes you play around that, you know, whole cliche of the fact that should I give my client or the person what he really thinks I am, or should I give him what uh, you know is really there. So being yeah. honest to your process, being honest to what you're projecting is, is a very, very core part of you being a designer. So we, what we did was we put up what we thought we were. And uh, we had a very, very strong narrative going with it. And I think combined with the uh, exhibits on display also, obviously the, 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 the fashion designers did a great job at that. And all of that together come in, 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 it came in a very very uh, very, very tight story. And there was there was no way that they were not giving, going to give us the award. They wanted to give us all the awards, <laughs> uh, but unfortunately they had to distribute awards among different countries. Otherwise, other 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 countries would feel bad. Of course. But uh, yeah, it it was it was a good exercise. And like you know, see my personal journey is that the more people I meet with, the better I become as a person and as a trainer. So you know, me working with multiple people and you know coming across different things and and working in multiple domains, you know. I'm at one time I'm doing a 200 square feet space, and at the same time I'm doing a six lakh square feet space. I'm doing an impermanent and a permanent space together at the same time. So I think yeah, all how those... Do you, uh, how do you
0: work with scale? Like the scale goes completely for a toss in between a 200 square feet and no, a six you, lakh square feet.
1: You keep your fundamentals in place. You don't let yeah. go of your fundamentals. So that's the yeah. only way to go. It. I mean, not, I mean, uh, fundamentals are underrated. And I think you know yeah. uh, they should they should be focused upon more because I you know they, there's only one process that I know how to do design. There's no multiple. Process. The, in terms of uh, how I execute my project, whether it's the, like uh, a time,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. So whether it's a tiny project, a very large scale project, or whether I'm working with three people or two hundred people or twenty thousand people, everything remains the same. The scale of certain things differ. So the management yeah. becomes a little, little uh, uh, painful and uh, larger aspect of work when you're doing the large scale projects. And when you're doing smaller scale projects, the other side of it becomes a challenge where, you know, you're dealing with uh, indecisiveness on the client side or let's say whatever it is. So a lot of lot of different challenges, different projects uh, throw at you and you kind of uh, stick to your fundamentals and your basics and, you know, you can do wonderful uh, work, I think. So wow. just, uh, just Fantastic. about that, yeah. Yeah. So
0: where 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 next, Basim? What do you see coming? Uh, right now oh, I right now feel like I feel like no.
1: Right now I feel like I am not in the driving seat. I think my work is driving me currently, so I don't ah. know what next. I think I think we. Uh, I want to do more stuff. I want to do ah, obviously okay. more actively work with, uh, let's say, uh, change by design and do more projects in those domains and obviously keep these different passion projects that come my way and uh, keep experimenting with those things while my mainstream work of obviously kind of team obviously at, at Lemon
0: uh, Vaseem, we've lost you I think again for a bit have we? yeah so I'm saying that I'm yeah. I'm fortunate to have a yeah. great
1: team at Lemon so they kind yeah. of uh, help me manage the project that we're doing currently gives me a little bit of time on my side to kind of do different things. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's about, uh, I don't know. I don't know where this is going to lead me, but right now I'm still enjoying the, let's say the part where I'm still doing a lot of work that I wanted to do till now. And I'm in the midst of that process. And then I think it will take me at least a couple of years to kind of get done with those things so because I have like almost like five museum projects in the pipeline. Uh, yeah, and hopefully in the next couple of years, they'll all go live. And in the meanwhile, a lot of the smaller projects are there, but uh, uh, I, I mean, I it, I can't ask for too much in terms of work because as a, as whether it's chamber design or whether it's lemon or whether it's general people who give me projects, I've I've been very fortunate to get the variety of projects that I've been getting. I mean, I've, I couldn't have asked for a better uh, uh, portfolio of work to kind of uh, work on. And uh, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's just somehow, it's kind of uh, taken up uh, things by itself. And every time, somehow we get, So now we have people coming to us saying that, you know, I have, uh, like, uh, one of the builders from Bombay, one of the the leading builders from Bombay, came to us saying that, you know, uh, we have this uh, 20,000 square feet of space in our apartments Mm. on the ground floor, Ah. so just tell me what to do. So now people come to us with that. They have space and they tell they come to us asking us what to do. Which I think so is that's, a great
0: space to be in It's a great
1: to space, to space to be in. Yes, it's a great space to be in. Right, yeah. because then you can actually understand and make something that's more meaningful. Because see, it's basically like this whole project was, we did something called a children en- Enrichment Centre, uh, which basically uh, focuses on, uh, you know, it's it's all like design education, you know, uh, what we talk about, you know, learning through your five senses and trying to be more observa- observ- observative and more uh, tactile and trying to listen to your senses and, you know, be present at that point of time. So, uh, we basically built something that was kind of, uh, because we were building this for a place which was like a very, very premium place and the people living there had exposure to anything that they could, you know, you could imagine. So, why would I build something that they can access anywhere else? So, we kind of built an in-between place where we wanted kids to come here and explore things that actually help them understand their own self and help them understand the sense of sight, help them understand the sense of touch, smell. So we kind of created these different activities that will actually kind of, you know, build on those uh, senses and help you figure out what you're good at. Okay. Okay. So, uh, that, that that concept was completely kind of, the client told us, tell us what to do and we told him, this is what will work for you and this will become a part of the feature of yeah. the place that you're building. So, now, these are the kind of projects we're getting. People come to us with land and people how come to does us with it, spaces.
0: And, and and being in that space, how does it feel to be, again, uh, and, and for everybody, uh, uh, you know, guys, it does take many, many years of work and experience to reach where Vaseem is right now, where, you know i'm sure uh, everybody wants to be in an enjoyable position where clients are going to listen to you and they ask you as to you know what what do you think yeah. that can be done over here and uh, so yeah that was just a bit for everybody to kind of chew upon a little yeah i mean like uh,
1: it's difficult to kind of sum it up you know it's just like i said you know you I have know. to make, you have to you have to make the client believe that you are on his side and nobody else's Uh, That can come from multiple ways. That can come from you doing your job well, first thing. So if you deliver what you're supposed to deliver, that's when you actually end up building trust.
0: And And honestly, honestly, no, see,
1: are certain values that uh, you need to have if you're a designer. If you don't have those values, you're not a designer. I mean, I can say it outright. Humility
0: Mm.
1: is one of the core values. If you're not humble, sorry to say you might not be a designer. Okay. So those are basic core values, honesty. You have to have these values, and if you don't have them, in, and, believe me, just adding integrity. Me,
0: yeah.
1: Integrity. So, these, these values, if you don't have, you can't do great work, or you will not be a great yeah. person, or you will not be person, somebody that, you know, people will kind of look up to at some point of time. So, you just stick to those basic values when you're doing stuff, and then it, it, it's, just a, it's, it's a smooth sailing after that. You just do your job honestly. Put as much as you can put. So, honestly, like, you know, even in terms of delivering work, don't hold back. You know that that person needs it. You need to go all out to give it, and that's the basic value again. What we practice at Lemon, you know, I mean, we don't we don't hold back because the client is paying. We don't hold back in the quality of design or the deliverable. If you think that, uh, if you think that a couple of things are needed extra to make sure that is the uh, you know, solution is completely uh, there, we don't we don't uh, go back to the proposal and say that you have to change this. No. Yeah. So basically, for us, it's very very clear. You know, you you kind of. Uh, you're looking at design more holistically. You're not looking at it in compartments. You're not looking at your contracts. Once you kind of come on board to solve a certain problem, then whatever that problem entails, you're supposed to deliver. Huh, and whatever you hard all work. all along with you. Right, and whatever, hard work, with you. and whatever hard work you need to do, you need to do at the contract stage So make sure you make yeah. sure that you do things properly at the contract stage because that's a very, very important, you know, as we think that that part of the work is not important, but that's really, really important. And and it's a very, very challenging area where, you know, people are not getting the engagement right. And that's why there's so much disparity between, you know, the clients not being satisfied, people think that they've overpaid or people think that they're getting underpaid. So that, that expectation is really important to manage. So I think that whole side of managing design is really, really important and an equally important part of design as doing the design actually is. And, and if and you I keep think all of them,
0: you, will, you hmm. will also agree upon this, that this happens and the whole aspect of managing design and everything is something that you learn on the go. It's not something that any institute can instill. Right. Like it like just can instill the core values that you mentioned, but the rest of absolutely, it is something that you
1: do. Absolutely. See, the thing is, okay, at least at an ID, you're a little fortunate because you do a lot of your uh, on-site projects and you do your uh, thesis project with a client. So you at least get to know the basic ropes of, you know, how things work. But that yeah. is not enough. This is yeah. a practice-based discipline. It's like, you know, the more you practice, the more you learn. So that, and that's why it's called practice. It's not, it's not a job that you do. And the more you do it, the more you learn, and you learn from your previous uh, mistakes or uh, work, and you move forward. So we still make mistakes. We still, like, you know, making contracts is, uh, you know, the last thing that me and Bownie want to get into when we're doing our contracts. But yeah. uh, it is an important part. And if you do that really well in the beginning, then for the rest of the project, you're not thinking about it. Otherwise, that becomes such a bit baggage in your whole process of doing design that you ah. don't really want to get there. So you do this work in ah. the beginning, put all the hard work in there, and make sure that things are in place. And then, when you get to design, then you're only doing design. So you, that, that so you that, set that, the ground.
0: That, you set the groundwork. You set the ground, and then that's when you get to do. And I think uh, right. I, I think it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't be a better time to i'll start closing this and uh, right. i think it w- it w- wouldn't be anything better than you just what you just said to close this whole thing and yeah. uh, thank you so so much Vaseem. not only for this baate, not only for coming back live again and uh, capturing uh, the request yeah, that, the that, audience, that, but... that was my
1: fault that was my fault that we didn't finish <laughs> on time no,
0: no, I, no, accept no, no, my, not, I accept my i accept my even even i didn't under- i didn't realize that how time was flying to be very very honest and uh, that's that's the case in spite of having so many uh, conversations with you in so many years, uh, it always feels like time is less, which I think is a is a great uh, great thing. And uh, yes, yeah, once again, thank you so much for the inspiration, for everything and uh, for uh, just sharing a lot of things with us, Vaseem. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it gave me at least an opportunity to kind of, you know, uh, look back at my last 18, 20 years of life and reflect on that too, because you don't kind of, you know, get that time usually. And uh, I'm sure, I mean, you know, uh, it was, a lot, it was uh, quite a bit uh, hinging around uh, nostalgia. So, yeah, uh, I'm sure but uh, what's the people half? from what's at least my half? time.
0: Always. Yeah. So, thanks a lot. Thank you, Bate, for uh, having us and uh, for the amazing audience. Sorry, we couldn't take on any of the questions. Uh, somehow, there, that wasn't the agenda to kind of roll this around questions and answers. It was just about right. having a conversation and uh, chatting up a cu- couple of things. But do reach out to Vaseem if you have anything specific to ask on Instagram. Yeah. And I'm sure Vaseem will be uh, uh, re- Absolutely. open to help. And uh, yeah, thanks. This will be up soon on uh, yeah. on IGTV of Bate. So thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank, thank you. Thank so you,
1: everybody, for me. being such a patient listener. I'll try working on my time skills. <laughs>
0: Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks. See you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.